Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey. Work Positive Nation, if I told you that starting today, you could turn your workplace into a wow place, I bet you'd have one or two reactions. Okay, let's see how right I am here. One would be, where do I sign up? And the other would be, yeah, right. Okay, so you people, where do I sign up? We love you. You're our people. You're part of Work Positive Nation, right? You're part of Wild Place Nation. Um, Here's what I want you to do. You keep listening because you're going to love this podcast, right? Now, you yeah, right, people. Hey, here's a challenge for you. I want you to listen to this entire podcast and find one. I dare you to find at least one action you can take starting today to turn your workplace into a wild place. And if you can't find one action from this podcast to turn your workplace into a wild place, I will refund every dime you paid for listening to this podcast. (laughs) Now, seriously, you're going to get some great tips today because my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast knows how to turn your workplace into a wow place. In fact, she wrote a book about it. And not only did she write a book about it, she's got a website. So while you're listening, scroll over to thewowplace.com. And oh, by the way, you can order the book there. Who knows? She might even sign it for you if you ask her pretty please, because she's all about turning your workplace into a wow place. How do we do that? Today's guest is going to tell me, you, and all the world. Sandy Giroux is in the Work Positive house. Sandy, welcome to the Work Positive podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Joey. I'm so thrilled to be here because this is exactly the kind of thing I love talking about, coaching people about, and just really spreading the word that even for you, oh yeah, people, there are (laughs) things you're going to learn that you can do today that will turn that from an oh yeah, right, to an oh yeah, right. That's it. That's it. To turn your workplace into a wild place. I don't know about you, Sandy, but man, every, whether it's Gallup or Sherm or whoever's doing the survey, every survey I read about American workers prior to the pandemic was like 85% of them are disengaged. And then we celebrated the pandemic by sponsoring the great resignation. Oh, don't you love that? That was awesome. (laughs) Up and quitting jobs. And it's because so many, at least that's what they say. Of course, the great resignation is morphing into the great regret now, right? Ooh, I left that job. This new job's no better. And it's because the workplaces have yet to become wow places. We're all about, first of all, attracting top talent here in Work Positive Nation. So how do I turn my workplace into a wow place and attract top talent, Sandy? Well, one of the biggest things that you can do, and it doesn't matter the size of your organization, because you can come from an organization of thousands and thousands and thousands of people, but who's doing the hiring? One person is going to be the one who's going to be doing the hiring and or supervising that person. So think about how you can be authentically you Mm. all the time. 
Mm. We are always on stage. You know, I live in the Tampa area right now, but for 20 years, I lived in the Orlando area here in Florida. Yes, I lived in the house of the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things you learn when you live in the house of the mouse is that when you are anywhere except in your private home and now not on Zoom in your private home, you are on stage. Yep. People are looking at who you are, how you treat people, what you do, how you behave, what you say. And you know what? I'm I'm a speaker. That's what I do, a speaker, trainer. And one of the greatest compliments somebody ever gave me was they said one time, Sandy, you're exactly the same on stage as you are off stage. And I thought that was one of the best things anybody could ever say to me because we can't put on airs anywhere. You can't pretend to be one person and then when the uh, you know, you hire them and they get to the workplace. Now they find out, whoa, big surprise. That's not who they are at all. Mm. So I actually found my very own virtual assistant who's working with me now for almost five years mm-hmm. because she had hired me for a program several times. And then wow. when she she was an executive assistant and she got laid off from her job after 29 years Ooh. and When she went to, it just coincidentally happened that she had been contacting me to do something for another group. Mm -hmm. And so when I needed an assistant and I found out that she had been laid off, I said, are you looking for full-time work or can you be a VA for me? Within two weeks, we were working together and we love each other. And it's because she knew who she was getting into the workplace with. So just be you. And here's one more story. Before the pandemic, I did a program for a hospital group. And when I was there, it was a good sized group. The gentleman who hired me told me, Sandy, I'm going to be opening up a new hospital soon. And he said, all these people are saying to me, you're taking me with you when you go to when you open that new hospital, right? You're taking me with you, right? Because, (laughs) you know, I don't care what I have to do. I almost don't care what you pay me. I just want to work for you. And we started asking them. During lunchtime, I got curious, why do they want to work for him so badly? So I started talking to people, and here's what I heard. He respects us and asks for our input, and then he actually takes it. What a concept. (laughs) You mean he doesn't just ask and then do what he was going to do anyway? Exactly. It's like, yeah, you know when people are like, you know, just giving lip service to it. But he Mm -hmm. actually did that. He also, um, they said he knows his stuff, but he doesn't act like he's better than everybody else. Wow. And he has a great sense of humor. And I caught up with that gentleman a few years later at another luncheon where I was doing the the lunch, the closing keynote. He was winning an award at the luncheon and he stopped and said, Sandy, take a picture of my phone. I got to show you the results of when the hospital opened. They had over twenty seven thousand applications, over seventeen hundred hiring interviews for eight hundred and three jobs. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Twenty seven thousand applications for eight hundred and three jobs. Okay, all you people who say, yeah, right. Did you catch those numbers? Yep. Authenticity makes all the difference in the world. So it's not just talent recruitment and and dating someone hard to get them to attract as top talent. It's who you are inside. It's becoming a consistent walk and talk match, authentic person. That's yep. how you do it. So and and it helps you tap into your networks because they mm-hmm. know who you are and they are very willing to say you got to come and work here. Oh, this yeah. is a great place to work. So 
you be you and tap into the talent that you already know, the people, the relationships, mm. and, and it will work for you. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, so many people say, oh, nobody wants to work today or, you know, people younger than us because we're yeah. boomers, right? The yeah. millennials don't want to work and like that. Malarkey. If it is malarkey. Love, respect, authenticity, those kinds of core values form and shape who you are and the way you interact with people in the workplace. That's how you attract top talent and transform your workplace into a wow place, right? Absolutely. Okay, Sandy, so I get them to come to work with me. I get uh, 27,000 applications or 803 positions, right? And so I'm attracting <laughs> them quite well. Now what do I do once I get them? Well, part of it also, again, that authenticity, you know, you've got to be who you said you were going to be. So they can't get there and see a big surprise. But but here's a really big thing. Be extremely clear on what you expect them to do when they get there. Mm. You have to put in the job description the things that they're going to be expected to do. So, for example, let me tell you something I did wrong when I hired my first virtual assistant, I hired her because she was a friend and a friend of the fit. I mean, we all knew each other. We loved each other. And we thought, ah, oh, that would make a really great relationship. We really like each other. So I hired her. Uh-huh. And I had told her a little bit about, you know, well, I want you to do some standard VA things, virtual assistant things. But I also wanted, I wanted her to be able to investigate new technology. I didn't have the time to do it. But when I found something I wanted to try, I wanted her to try it out. I wasn't clear on that. She was not comfortable trying new technology. And it was one of the biggest things I really wanted other than those traditional things. So at least half the job was investigating new things. Well, wow. I wasn't clear. And then I made the second mistake and I left her alone too long. I'm kind of a hands off leader. I don't want to micromanage anybody. I expect when I tell you to do something or ask you to do something, you're just going to go and do it. But if you're not enjoying it and you don't like it and you're not good at it. And then I use the laissez faire leadership (laughs) style, which, by the way, is the least effective laissez faire being French, of course, for (laughs) leave alone. You leave them alone. You they feel like you've abandoned them. So needless to say, within three months, we decided we weren't a good fit. Now, thankfully, we love each other enough. We're still good friends, but she wasn't a good fit. I didn't hire for the talent I needed. I hired because she was a friend. Mm. And then I didn't make it clear what I wanted. And then I abandoned her. And so don't do that. Just be very clear and then check in with them, especially now in the virtual environment. Mm. You need to check in once in a while. How are you doing? Are you, do you have the tools you need? Uh, do you like the work? Is it what you expected? What can I do to serve you better? See, we have mm. to flip our mindsets as leaders. They're not serving us. <laughs> they can't serve us unless we serve them first. Mm. So if we do that, if we serve them and we make sure they have all the tools they need and that their expectations are being met. And we keep asking them, what do you need? What do you want? What can I do? Mm. That's how you keep them. And, mm. and the other thing is right away, right from the start, you've got to make them feel like part of the team. Wow. You got I've talked to people them. who told me they go into their office right for the first day. And the person who's supposed to meet them and greet them is an hour late. And it's like, well, Ooh. 
you know, person you were supposed to meet isn't here yet. So just kind of cool your heels in the waiting room here <laughs> and, you know, and they'll be in shortly. And then when they get in, they're like, well, if somebody had told me I was supposed to do that, maybe I would have been here on time. <laughs> and then they get to their office and, and or they don't have an office. Oh, wait, here's a closet. Here's a desk, right. Sit there till we clean out an office or here's a desk and here's a, you know, but there's no computer or here's a computer, but you don't have the login and the password. It's like, well, did you even know I was coming? <laughs> or we're waiting on your furniture to get here, right? <laughs> waiting That's on your furniture, favorite. your laptop, all the things you need to do your job. We, we were coming a month ago, but eh, we didn't care enough <laughs> to make you feel welcome on the day you got here. So, and I Sandy, it's, this it's so often still. Yeah, it sounds like we need to prepare a little bit. We need to prepare yeah. position descriptions. We need to prepare yeah. space and onboard people as well. And virtual space preparation is just as important. So what I hear you saying is it boils down to relationships. We have to be ready to love and respect these people as a part of our team and to engage them at a clearly defined level so that we're maximizing their potential and their talents. And is it okay to ask Sandy, um, hey, what do you like to do beyond what's in this position description? Absolutely. That's one of the things I talk about big time is we need to tap into the hidden talents and interests that they have, too. You know, everybody talks about having to maximize their workforce, and yet they never bother doing things to find out what else their current workforce might be able to do. And that workforce, one of the number one thing, by the way, that attracts people to a new workplace Mm -hmm. is to, or to a workplace is the ability to develop a career path. Mm. You see, they don't want to just get in at a job or an entry level job. They want to know, I'll get in, I'll work. See all this malarkey that, like you said before about, Oh, they don't want to work. They nonsense. They do want to work. They don't mind putting in their time, but first of all, they want to know what they're putting their time in for. Mm. And they've watched too many of their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles who, you know, give 25, 30 years to a company only to the first time there's a problem. You're gone. You're laid off. Right. It's ridiculous. They don't want that to happen. And then know that they've been here at all. All this time and haven't learned one thing that will help them create a lifestyle for themselves. Mm. So they want a career path. They want to work. And here's the thing. The big difference between the new generation and the old is they will have very little tolerance for being treated badly, which we put up with and never should have when we were younger. But they won't. You sometimes get one day. I just heard a horror story recently. Somebody walked in. They were treated so badly on the first day. They walked out, turned in their badge and never came back. Okay. Well, Sandy, I don't blame them. I mean, if, if you're treated poorly day one, good for you for figuring it out day one that you yep. were dated hard, lied to, or maybe the person was just wrong. Do what you need to do in order to find that place where you can become your best self with a career path because there's no division between professional and personal. It's you. Right. You give expression to your best self at work where you spend 70% of your waking hours, right? So I think we're going through an amazing transformation right now from the workplace to the wild place, right? And and I call it the great redefinition. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah, we're redefining work. 
By the way, Work Positive Nation, uh, Sandy Giroux is my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Flip on over to thewowplace.com right now. Look at all the great resources she's got there as we continue our conversation. Okay, Sandy, I know you have a systems background. Yes, I do. There are some companies that do a great job of measuring culture, you know, employee engagement, satisfaction, these kinds of things, as well as on the customer side of things. There are others who are like, you ask them, how do you measure your culture? They're like, what? Measure culture? (laughs) How do you do that? So from your systems background, how can you measure culture and identify those gaps so that you can turn your workplace into a wild place? It's funny. You mentioned the systems background. And yes, I do have a a big systems background. I'm a former systems analyst, business systems consultant. Sure. And we can look at all the numbers that we want. But I think one big thing that's missing from the numbers is what you talked about earlier, the relationships, Mm. the people. Mm. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel when you walk down the halls or get on a Zoom meeting? Mm. For me, it's all about, do I hear laughter between Mm. the people? Do I see respect between the people? Do I not walk into the grocery store and hear the cashier talking about another person behind their back (laughs) to the bagger? You know, it's like in front of the customers. (laughs) Wow. Doing, you know, and I don't want to work there because if you're not, yeah, if if they're not focusing on how the relationships are between the people and telling them, here are some behavioral standards. We Mm. will never talk about each other or any problem in front of a customer ever. That's right. Behavioral standards. You need to have these standards of how they're supposed to behave when they're out. You know, I, I have a friend who, again, worked at Disney. And mm-hmm. one of his big points is don't bring backstage on stage. Oh. You can't be on stage and you are when you're at work there and doing things that you should only be doing backstage. <laughs> he tells a funny story one time about how he, you know, Cinderella was in the big show at the castle and all that. But yeah. he went down, you know, at Disney, they have all these walkways underneath the ground. That's how the cast members get to all the different places. They never yeah. are walking to their places above ground, right? Sure. <laughs> Backstage, underground, and saw Cinderella smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Well, you know, she'd never smoked that cigarette on stage, but so, you know, I measure it not with the numbers. Yeah, of course, you need to look at employee engagement. You need to look at customer loyalty, retention, sales, profits, all those things. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the biggest indicators is, you know, how much pride do they take in their appearance? How much pride do they take in their workspace? You can see that even virtually. Mm. Is their workspace a mess on the camera, you know, when when you're looking at it? So virtually, did they at least halfway dress up for a meeting, even if you're only on a virtual meeting? From the waist up anyway, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Put your pants on, you know. We don't care if you're wearing yoga pants. Just look. Yeah, we don't care. Just, you know, but from here up. Yeah, we can, we can see that. <laughs> just, so it's uh, huge. It huge. is. And I love what you're talking about, setting some behavioral expectations. I mean, that grocery store, I don't even want to go buy a loaf of bread from them, right? Because yeah. it's just a toxic work environment. That negativity sloughs off on you. I yeah. love what you're saying about devising systems and numbers and digital systems and online systems are all important. Yeah. But in order to really 
get the je ne sais quoi, it's so hard to get to through online resources. We, in our company, instead of doing, you know, everybody wants to send a survey for a 360 review. Oh, it's time to do our 360 review. Let's send all these surveys. Okay, that's wonderful. You just click, 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 click. If you do a survey about that survey method, (laughs) (laughs) you discover that the recipients of that survey are just kind of going, well, nobody's going to pay attention to this. So in our company, what we do is we work with the person on whom this 360 review is being done. Who do you want to interview? You want us to interview? What are the questions you want us to ask? And then, Hey, Sandy, we actually sit down and talk to a person in real time, live. Holy mackerel, what a concept. Uh, uh, You know, back in the day, we used to do it, (laughs) get on an airplane, go someplace, but now we can do it on Zoom, so we can do a lot more of them. But, I mean, there's so much depth and color to these relationships that you can discover. And the leaders that we use this method with just zoom, 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 and accelerate. So I appreciate what you're saying there about, yeah, those are important, measure them in the ways that are now typical and traditional. But hey, let's keep the human dynamic and we're back to the authenticity and doing what you say you're gonna do, right? Yes. Yeah. So Sandy, what are some of the challenges that you see most common out there among companies that are seeking to go to turn their workplace into a wild place? Well, I think the biggest challenge, again, is the human one. This existed before COVID, but it has been amplified now since COVID. That connection who worked, uh, he was the manager of the facilities at a very, very large resort with multiple locations, and he was in charge of all of them. So if a you know door needed fixing, light bulbs need changing, anything needed fixing, that was his group. So of course you can imagine he had a lot of young millennial workers. Now this guy was a baby boomer, young millennial workers, and all these people, oh, you can't get these people to connect or engage or work. You know, he had no problem at all. Why? Because he treated them like people and he got to know them. Every one of them. He would go out and visit. When nothing was going on, just say, hi, how you doing? You know, what's going on, right? Uh-huh. Well, when he retired, they asked him to train his replacement. And when he did that, he said, okay, the, the biggest thing I can tell you is these are a great group of guys. They will go to the wall for you. Just get to know who they are. Get to know them. Let them get to know you. Well, he left, thought everything was fine. Not even a year later, he's getting a call from the new manager. What do you mean these guys will go to the wall for you? They have to pull teeth to get them to do anything. And Blotman, like, oh, man. my friend was like, holy mackerel. And he still kept in touch with some of them. So he got in touch with them and said, what's going on? And here's what they said, which was a huge eye opener to us baby boomer types. Mm. They said, well, he never calls us unless he needs something. <laughs> and if he doesn't care about us, Why should we care about him? You see, look at the mindset flip. The baby boomer generation and all the ones, you know, up to that point, even, you know, Gen X after that, we were glad if our boss didn't call us and ask for anything, right? You said, just leave me alone, let me do my job, right? Yeah. We took that as a good thing. They do not. They take you're not calling them or contacting them unless you need something. I mean, that was their job. You call me when you need something. Nowadays, if you don't call me when you don't need something, you don't care about me as a person. And that's the mindset flip that we have to do. Mm. People want to be treated as people first Mm. and employees second. Mm. 
And it doesn't matter how good a job you think you're doing. Oh, I'm a great manager. I don't bother them unless I need something. (laughs) Bother them, please. (laughs) (laughs) Compassion. (laughs) Ask them about their lives, their selves. You don't have to have a three-hour conversation, but a 30-second, one-minute, how you doing? I heard that your mom was sick. I heard that your child was. Mm -hmm. Show them you care about them as people. Oh, yeah. Just a simple question like, hey, is your child sleeping through the night yet? I mean, that question right there. You again, Dr. Fawcett, Dr. Joey. Yeah, here we go. Okay. All right. So, yeah, just just asking that question, uh, hey, is your kid sleeping through the night yet? Yes, yes. Something like that that just speaks into their story and shows interest in, shall we say, a human being rather than a human doing, right? Perfect. Yes. So, yes. So they are a human being. Do. Let's treat them like that. One of my wild place rules is be human, not humanoid. You know, you can <laughs> look like a human. <laughs> if you don't show any it. kind of emotion or compassion or anything in the workplace, how in the world do they know you're human and you care about them? Yeah, there's our episode title for the for for this episode, Work Positive Nation. Be human instead of That's human it, one. that's it. <laughs> I love it. Sandy Giroux, the workplace dot the wildplace.com. Turn your workplace into a wild place. That's what we're talking about today. Sandy, Work Positive Nation always wants to know from my guest one action they can take starting today. You know, all you people who said, yeah, right. One action you can take starting today to turn your workplace into a wild place. What would you say is that one action? The one action is really what we were talking about now. Um, make those connections. Mm-hmm. Even if they're working remotely, people feel so disconnected and it's amplified when they feel disconnected from their leaders. Yeah. So if you're a leader Start connecting with your people. Just call them once in a while. Make a Zoom meeting or set up a regular thing with them. Once a month, we're going to do this. And we're not going to, you know, there's one company that they set up what they call connections meetings once a quarter because they're spread all over the world. So whether we're in COVID or not, it doesn't matter. They're not going to ever get together. And they realize they don't know anything about each other. Mm. And so they set up their first connections meeting. And it's the only rule is no work talk. You have to talk about only personal things. And Mm -hmm. so their very first meeting, they had a question, how did you get, you know, come to work here at this organization? Well, they, you can do it any way you want. Just talking, you could do a PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. Some people did PowerPoints. They put the U.S. map up. Oh, I was born here and I moved there. and, (laughs) And it's just amazing to see their journey and get a load of this. A woman who was in Malaysia when the woman who was talking about, I, I was born in this state and that state, she stopped her and said, well, wait a minute, you can go from state to state just like that. Don't you have to tell someone you're coming? Don't you have to get permission? They can't go from state to state or place to place in Malaysia without permission. She had no idea. And the people in the U.S. were shocked that, oh, my gosh, look at the freedoms we take for, for granted. A thing coming out of such a personal nature, people were saying, I had no idea we're going through that. Or I thought I was all alone. I'm not alone. And the relationships you can create and the leaders must be on those meetings. Yes. So they're not saying you do it, but I'm not going to. Connections. Make the connection. Do today is connect. There's your word for the day. Work positive nation. 
connect. Sandy Giroux is my guest. Uh, the wildplace.com's website, Turn Your Workplace Into a Wild Place, is the book that you want to buy today. Sandy, uh, is your book available at the wildplace.com? It is. There is a, a store, a Wild Place store that you can go to on that website or you can okay. get it at Amazon. I, I have um, on my website, I have both the Kindle and the physical versions that you can order. And if you order it from my website, well, that's the one I can sign for you. <laughs> so if you'd like a signature, you know, or a, a little happy greeting from me, then you can order it there and I'd be happy. Wonderful. That's the wildplace.com. And that uh, web address is in the show notes. If uh, you're walking the dog or on the Peloton or something like that right now. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't, I, I'm not getting a Peloton for mentioning them. At least I don't think I am. Oh. <laughs> Should I say go to Peloton.com and say... Dr. I don't Joe think so. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a wild sure place kind of thing. <laughs> Turn your workplace into a wild place is the name of the book. The wildplace.com is the website. Sandy, I'm assuming that on the wildplace.com, there's a contact form or something because somebody's going to want to reach out to you and say, hey, Sandy, come speak to our group. Hey, Sandy, we're having a Zoom meeting. How about helping us out um, and, and learn more about the wild place rules, right? Absolutely. There's a contact form there. You can tell me if you have a, a, you know, a, a date for an engagement already or if you just want me to come in and, or just get on the phone and talk to me. I'd be happy to do that. Wonderful. Sandy, thank you for the gift of your time, your wisdom. And man, I've loved connecting with you today. Can we get together again sometime? Would that be cool? I would love that. Yes, absolutely. I've had a blast here with you today. Joey, we are kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. Yeah. Well, welcome to Work Positive Nation, and I'm glad to be a part of Wild Place Nation. So thanks so much, Sandy. You Thank take good you. care. You too. Thank you for listening to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Please share this podcast with your friends who are small business leaders so they can create a positive work culture that increases their productivity and profits. Get your free 15-point work positive checklist to help you attract top talent and reduce team turnover. Download this checklist at workpositive.today slash checklist. Remember, it pays to work positive.